I don't even know what episodes are in series two. <laughs> you know you know which one was in series two. You know one of them. Oh yeah. I know the <laughs> Oh, know it's beautiful. One. It's it's the foundation of a fantastic Doc Two series. You could say it's the the pavement. The paving slab almost, you know? Like <laughs> no, uh, 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 I'm gonna cut you off right there. I see where that's going. I see where that's going. I'm just saying we've uh-uh. even got a bit of a love life, you know? That's all I'm saying. Just <laughs> 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 oh, I've missed you, bro. I've missed you. I've missed you too. Hello and welcome back to Who's There, a Doctor Who podcast, the show where two YouTubers get together and talk about Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Troy, also known as Red Archer Live, and with me, the guy who's finally recovered from his very long illness that, that really did nuke the podcast for a little bit there, it's Crispy Pro. How you doing, bro? I'm back, baby. You really, you were too slow on the wheel in there, weren't you? I know, sorry. I I missed my cue. I'm good. How are you, Troy? No, jokes aside, seriously, how are you doing, man? Are you okay? I'm, I'm much, I'm much better now. I'm much better. It was, it was just grim there for a bit. I was like, so strange to have been so long. I, I, I didn't have the Rona though, which is good. I know that, like, you, you, you were sending me, like, your COVID tests, well, not actually sending me them. Yeah. You were sending me, like, pictures of them going, like, you know, well, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm okay, I'm negative. And I was like, damn. But like, you were ill for, like, a good week and a half, two weeks. Because I think we thought by the time you were going to record last week's episode that you were going to be okay. And then you started to dip again, mm. didn't you? That was the thing. Yeah. that's It was very, very annoying. Very, very annoying. But here we are. Yeah. Well, for us, three weeks since we last recorded now. Which I don't even just, know who you are anymore. I yeah, just, I mean, I don't yeah, know. we're just starting a brand new podcast, everyone. Welcome. How are you all doing? Yes. How are you all Welcome doing? Welcome back. Well, we've got to get that algorithm back up. New. Get that, get that, that all the streams graph back up, you know. We get the, the peaks for the new episodes. Hopefully everyone comes back. We get millions of views now on this one. Millions. But uh, speaking of new podcasts, before we talk about all the stuff we're going to do today, we wanted to mention something very, very briefly at the start. It's not that we're doing a new podcast before everyone starts to wonder. We need to make sure we get back no. to weekly ones with this. Um, Crispy and I were talking a little bit, and we want to do discussions at some point about like other things we're watching. So the Obi-Wan TV show just ended yesterday for us at the time of recording this. Miss Marvel's going on at the same time. Like We watch a lot of the Star Wars and Marvel stuff, and we were wondering mm-hmm. if you guys would be interested in hearing us talk about it during an episode of the, of the podcast. We've got a couple of options here. We can either try and fit in some segments to talk about it while we're like doing a normal episode... Or we can try and do a bonus episode sometime where we do like an extra like half an hour hour recording. I probably won't edit it, so the audio might be a little bit more kind of sluggish. We might talk over each other a bit more, that kind of thing. But if I edit another episode, I just want off a time uh-uh. in, in the week. So Mm-mm. it might be a little bit more chaotic with us talking over each other and stuff. Because I do mute us occasionally when we like overlap to try and make sure we hear each other's points because it's internet connection, isn't it, to Australia? So it might be a little yeah. bit more <laughs> shaky of like an episode structure. But if you want us to do bonus episodes where we talk about this stuff, let us know. The poll this week we've decided ahead of time will be, do you want segments in the episode to be about that stuff with spoiler warnings or do you want uh, just a, a complete chunk? What we probably do if we did like bonus episodes is wait till the show is finished and then talk about it all maybe. Yeah, but and then we'll we can just, maybe we'll just dedicate see. an episode or something yeah. to it. We'll see. We'll so see. we can do an Obi-Wan episode if, if you guys are interested. It might be a little yeah. bit old by the time it comes out. It might be like over just over a week since it's finished, but we could still do it. Let us know. But if um, you want it, if you want it, let us know. So Crispy, what are, what are we talking about today? What's the plan? Well, it is the long, long-awaited Series 2 episode. We're finally looking back on the beautiful series that was David Tennant's first series, Series 2, all the way back in 2006, because we've been wanting to talk about this for quite some time, and then there was just news and news and news. What? Hang on a second. Troy, what? what is that you're holding there? <gasps> you mentioned what David is- Tennant's first series. I just, I just had this little yeah. thing that I wanted to, to show <gasps> on, the, on the stream. It looks kind of like a vinyl of sorts. You might remember, beloved podcast listeners, that a few weeks ago, more than a few <laughs> weeks ago at this point now, good grief, um, I mentioned that there was a vinyl re-release happening for the Series 1 slash Series 2 soundtrack of Doctor Who. So it's a compilation of Series 1 and Series 2's tracks. They were reissuing it. You could get it on black vinyl or exclusive orange vinyl. And actually, at the time of recording it, it was still in stock. I hadn't ordered it. And then when I went to edit the episode, I was going to order it while I was getting the picture for the edit. It was out of stock. So I missed out. And then it came back in stock very, very briefly. So I made the most and I grabbed it. So on the video, I'm going to show you it very carefully. Because I do not... I've just whacked my mic, sorry. I do not want to get this damaged, especially with it being orange vinyl. But I will just show it off a little bit on the stream. I'm not going to get completely out of paper packaging because it will be hard to get it back in. 
but you can see it's a literal orange disc with the oh, Doctor logo so on. so cool. It's beautiful. It is honestly beautiful. So now I've got to try and get this back into the slip without ruining it. Please don't break it during a recording. That I know would that would be that would be very horrible. very bad. But yeah, the vinyl collector in me is very happy. I've been buying a few little bits. You know, I'm starting to you know actually get a bit more money from the, the tutoring. I'm getting some savings now and from Twitch. I mean, he's saving up. Oh, oh yeah, we... let's talk about that real quick. Let's touch on that. Please tell the people. So. <laughs> It's been a wild couple of days for me on the Twitch side of things because uh, if people who don't know, I'm known for playing a game called Payday 2 and a new update came What's out that? for the game Sorry? earlier this week. Very funny. What's Payday? Payday's Day. Go on, make the Payday's Day. There you go. Um, but a new update came out for the game on uh, Tuesday and there's some special like Twitch drop stuff. Basically, if you watch the stream, you get rewards. And my viewing figures have skyrocketed across the last few days, whereas normally playing Payday 2 I'm like... Now. Honestly, I pull in like 30, maybe 40 viewers for a Payday 2 stream. Uh, last night, we averaged at just under 500 viewers. Um, we've kind of exploded a little bit. And Twitch wow, have sent wait. me an email and said, you can apply to be a Twitch partner. So after this podcast so is done, I'm going to apply. I haven't applied yet. I thought, let's do a few more streams oh to keep the viewing average gosh. up to bring it a bit higher. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. want them to look at one stream and go, that's flash in the pan. We're not going to approve it. Hopefully, maybe. Smart. They said they take into account your YouTube audience and the main channel has 28k subs. That could be enough to get them to go, you know what? Mm, you know, maybe. It's, maybe. it's viable. It's viable. So it's very well, good exciting. Good luck with it. Good I'll let you all know next regardless. week. Hopefully, I'll know by next week what the situation is and we can talk about it and maybe celebrate. Or I mean, I'm not expecting I'll get approved. A few people have said to me I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of a chance. I wasn't expecting it. So if I, don't, if I get told that it's no, no, I won't, I won't be surprised. It's fine. But it's well, still been a good week. keep us updated, please. Yeah, it's still been a good week. Sam. We're going to talk about Series 2 today, and what we're going to do, we probably should have mentioned this about five minutes ago, but we're not far into recording. We obviously have got a lot of responses from you guys as to your thoughts on Series 2, because we asked you to give us your thoughts for about three weeks in a row. <laughs> so at the end of the episode, so we're, going to set, <laughs> we're going to set 15 minutes aside at the end to go through all of your thoughts on the series. So stick around, all, we'll answer as many of them as we can, basically, we can fit in that 15-minute segment. Uh, and next week... What are we talking about? I've just realised we didn't actually discuss that before we started recording. We are oh, so there's, out of habit. There's all, all kinds of things we could talk about, yeah, let's, Let me see what we what would we schedule for the next episode after Series 2. Oh, 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 what is oh. It? What is it, Troy? We, what is it? We had planned that Episode 16, which is now Episode 17, because we obviously slid in the exhibition episode. Uh, episode 17 now will be talking about the Doctor Who centenary and our theories on what could happen in the episode. Oh, we really wanted to go. do an episode like that, but we wanted to let the dust settle a little bit, like because we don't, obviously, we don't know what was going on in the marketing, and things might be settling a little bit now with the news regarding um, you know, the, the, the sixth anniversary stuff, or there's something about that we can discuss in just a moment. So we're going to get into series two and talk about it very briefly, uh, very shortly, and then we'll read all your responses later on. But let's do polls very quickly. So yes. we've got two polls. Housekeeping. I, yeah, I don't believe I actually read out the poll from episode 14. I might be going crazy here. So Naughty if I have read boy. it out once before, then you're only hearing it again, but whatever. But I don't think I read this out. Episode 14's poll asked who you thought Yasmin Finney's character, the name Rose, actually was. Options were Donna Noble slash Sean Temple's daughter, an, a recast or alternate universe version of Rose Tyler, or a completely new character altogether that just happens to be called Rose. The poll had 29 votes... And 93% said Donna Noble, Sean Temple's daughter, and 3% each for the other two options, which I think works out to a vote each. So one person voted for the, one of the other options each, and then everyone else said Donna Noble, Sean Temple's daughter, which seems like the Doesn't likely one. Doesn't surprise me. That Doesn't seems like the surprise me one. in the yeah. slightest. I'm not, I'm not That's stunned what by we'd that vote for. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think, like, we should just start voting the polls ourselves to rig it. <laughs> I think um, I have voted in a few polls. <laughs> have you? Well, there you go. There you go. You've just slid, you slid your way in there. Um, but last week's poll, last episode's poll, I wasn't really sure what to ask based on the exhibition, so I thought, you know what? Let's get to know our listeners a little bit better. And I thought, let's ask our listeners who their favourite modern doctor is. And the results... I am very, very, very happy with. Uh, Crispy doesn't know these yet. He asked me what they yeah, were. Yeah, so I don't know. To find out. This so, is a genuine reaction, folks. <laughs> we have got um, all the results being from the 9th, 10th, the 11th, 12th, and 13th Doctors. So we can only have up to five responses. So we went for the five mainline Doctors that have had series in the revival. So War and Fugitive aren't coming into the equation here. Um, so I'm going to do reverse order. 27 votes. Okay. A little bit sad about this one. In fifth place is the 9th Doctor. With 4% really? of the votes. Chris Freckleson has come out on the bottom. 
That surprised me. I'm, I'm surprised by While that. While I I'm would like Chris Ferguson to be higher, I am honestly really glad that Jody isn't at the bottom because that was what I anticipated going as into this. That's yeah, as bad as it sounded, I was like, when you started, even when you said that, I'm sad. I was like, oh geez, please don't tell me Jody's down the bottom there. I know because that's, that's what okay. I was. That's what I was. I was worried about because I know there's like obviously this thing that where you get loads of people going, oh, 13th Doctor. And so I spoke a bit about Doctor in my Twitch stream last night, and someone was like, oh, I like Doctor, but I'm not a big fan of where the show has gone now. And I'm like, oh no, not you too, not you too. Yeah. You're a new viewer. I want to like you. Don't make me hate you. No, seriously. Um, but <laughs> um, but next up in the in the results, so ninth doctor at four percent. Next up then is the thirteenth doctor at seven percent. Uh, mm-hmm, after that, mm-hmm, then we have mm-hmm. a leap to nineteen percent for the eleventh wow. doctor. Ooh, mm. interesting. So it comes down to okay. a battle between ten and twelve in oh. second place with thirty percent of the votes. Hype this up! Hype this up! Let, let it linger. Let in it linger. In second place with thirty percent of the votes. Drum roll, please is the 10th Doctor, meaning taking the top spot in the listeners' poll with 41% of the votes, is Peter Capaldi's 12th Doctor. 12 has come out as the king. Oh my gosh. Oh, Did We not have the best that. audience. We I have honestly the thought best 10 would audience. come out first. I thought 10 would come out first and 12 would be as second. Did I. I really thought that would be how it would be organised. Oh so, 9th Doctor in 5th place, 13th Doctor 4th, 11th Doctor in 3rd place, 10th Doctor in 2nd, and 12th Doctor in the lead by 11% of the votes. Wow. Thank you all for voting I'm, on that. I'm, it's really, really in interesting. Shock. Yeah, well done. That's, that's brill. Because we, we, we're both kind of like 12 Stannies. I'm going a bit more for 10 at the minute because of all the stuff happening. And Jody's probably my third favourite Doctor. I probably would go 12, 10, 13 if I was to rank them. But like that, that, that makes it sound like I don't like 9 and 11. I love 9 and 11 like so, so much. Like mm. they're all so close together. It's like ranking. It's like having getting five A star grades, and then comparing the marks that you got for those grades. It's like yeah, they're yeah. all right up there. I just like there's they're little all, kind of differences, you know. Mm. It's oh, honestly, but it's 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 really really cool. So yeah, the poll this week wow. will be about well whether done, you want everyone. The, the the episodes talking about other shows as like a segment or a, a separate episode. So let us know for that. Yep. But the last poll to slide on at the very end is a joke thing, because I want to touch on this very, very briefly. Uh, you put oh, on your no. little sing-along video, Will David Tennant as my dad reach the Billboard Hot 100? 75% said yes, 25% said no. So congratulations, Crispy, you're now a, 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 a you, famous everyone. singer. Crazy that, isn't Woo-hoo. it? I can't believe that, that song, that song was is going to chart. That song was so it's very. I really want. I really want to make a full version because I, that was literally me just messing around on GarageBand one day and I just had the riff of like the... Do it, yeah. And I was like, oh, I could make that into something. And so I left it for ages and then I like adjusted the start to include the Neil Patrick Harris line. Um, I was going to say something because you said you yeah, had that song yeah, ready yeah. for weeks. I had, I've had that song for so long. And then, I, but I never had like, I never had like the first verse or anything. Oh, um, right. So I was like, oh, I'll add, I'll add in some like current stuff so that people feel like it's a current song. Yeah, because I, I, I remember not. you were trying to, re- you were trying to render the video to put up as the apology and it came out a little bit later than planned. And yeah. I was like going, oh, what's going on? So mm. I was already out in town. I was out, um... What was I doing on Saturday? I don't remember. I was out doing something and I got the ping and I was like, right, let's have a listen to the video. And I heard him mention Neil Patrick Harrison went, hang on, I thought he said this song was done weeks ago. Did, did he know about Nuh-uh. Neil? Did he know and not tell me? I, I, predi- I predicted. Crazy. No, no, Which, no, no, no. Actually, we did predict. Can we just mention this for a second? Because I remembered this. I said in episode two of the podcast, who will be the 14th Shut Doctor? Up. I would Shut love, up. I honestly would love to see Neil Patrick Harris in Doctor Who. I said that. I forgot about it. And I've, I remembered not long after he was cast. Go and listen to episode two if you haven't already. It's t- towards the end of the episode. I think about 40, 45 minutes in, I think. I mentioned Neil Patrick Harris. So, wow. you've dabbled with the predictions. Pa- pa- <laughs> now meet the genuine article. We did it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, my dream's the, been the fulfilled. Power, the power this podcast holds, if you're able to manifest that, I'm scared with the amount of times I've like, mentioned James Corden on this podcast, no, that we stop. might be in trouble. Late Late Show's we might finishing be in next trouble. year. Let's not, let's not manifest that. Let's not. He, his, his schedule is free. His schedule is free. All the American talk shows are ending. Like James Corden's one, Ellen's ended. I thought Conan had ended, but I'm not even sure if that's come back or something. And then there's another one that's ending as well. Maybe all of them will just come as like a a big Doctor Who US talk show host monster episode. Oh gosh. The talk show hosts are invading. (laughs) No, no. Oh, blimey. So speaking of Neil, we should mention briefly, we're going to overrun for the news here, but who who gives a damn? We've got to catch up on a bunch of stuff. So Neil Patrick Harris is in Doctor Who. He has been confirmed to be. The bad guy, or a bad guy, of the 60th anniversary. Rusty Davies yes. refer- referenced him as the Doctor's greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully doesn't mean Sasha Dewan's fearing for his job. Um, no. Crispy, do you want to tell us what the top theory right now for who Neil Patrick Harris is playing? I would love to. 
Um, so, according to some set pictures and everything, mm. um, there, I don't know if you saw, there was a little a shop that was made at, yep. at, at a shop front. It was a, a toy shop. Um, so, a lot of people are under the impression that Neil Patrick Harris will be playing the Celestial Toymaker, which is a classic villain I don't know much about. However, yeah, apparently they are very good. <laughs> um, and look, I think, I think uh, from what I understand, Josh Snares recently made a brilliant video on a lost story about the Celestial Toymaker. Um, and apparently it's kind of like, um, I don't know, they just mess with the Doctor and create all these fake scenarios and put them in there. And I think Thary's actually had a really good theory about like this entire thing the entire, like, David Tennant coming back and everything is all just, like, an illusion, kind of like a WandaVision type thing. Anyway, <gasps> a lot of other theories. Regardless, do, 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 Neil Patrick Harris. WandaVision. Yeah, do the um, motifs, you know? You know? But, yeah. So, anyway, Neil Patrick Harris is in Doctor Who, and I can guarantee he's going to be... He's going to go down in history as one of the best villains Doctor Who has ever seen, because I love that man as an actor and entertainer. Yep. I think he's brilliant. And it's a huge get for Doctor Who. Massive get for Doctor Who. The 60th anniversary is going to be legend. Wait for it. Wait for it. Finish it off, Crispy. Finish it off. Finish it off. Finish it off. Uh, I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the next word is dairy. Oh, he's gone for the very first one. Very first use of it. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. for the record, I am like one of my favorite shows of all time is How I Met Your Mother. So... If that doesn't already illustrate how much I love that announcement, because I lost my mind, then there you go. Because I was like, everyone was going crazy, going, I can't believe it wasn't the 11th Doctor being announced. I was like, you know what? Neil Patrick Harris being in it is pretty much on the same level for me. That's like, that's crazy. Because I already in my head know Matt's coming back. We already know that's going to happen. Yeah, it's well, probably foolish sp- to assume. Let's speak but- of that. Let's speak about that. What what happened recently, Troy? Something happened recently wow. that led us to believe wow. that something might happen. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, aside from being asked uh, during the Morbius press tour whether we'd rather do a Morbius sequel or return to Doctor Who, uh, and he chose <laughs> Doctor Who. Surprisingly, I would have thought he'd have said Morbius too, but you know, who know, who who's surprised by that one? Um, all of us. But but he has been spotted <laughs> out and about with his with his uh, with his shopping recently, sporting a haircut very similar to oh I don't know. The haircut of the eleventh Doctor, I think. Ah, yes. yes. Mm. The picture will be on screen now for people to see in the video version if I can find it again. Um, But yeah, he's been seen out with this kind of the the big top flop a little bit that kind of goes over to the side. It looks very much a bit bit messier, like it did in series five. I mean, you could probably tidy up and make it look like series seven's hair, but it's got that that hairstyle to it, similar colour, similar all that stuff. It just looks looks like it could be eleven's hair. Doctor Huey. Yeah, looks Doctor Huey. So, I mean, we're all if assuming he does that will come, come back. back they so. might film it. They, if they do like do that, they might film all like his scenes behind doors. So we won't know until like the episode comes out. I don't know. Well, but the, the big, yeah. like, there's a massive theory right now that like, it's not a multi-doctor story. It could be just be, like, several different episodes of different doctors. You know, could be. But how we like, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just if it's just David Tennant and Catherine Tate, like, great, huge, love it. It's gonna be <laughs> not awesome, good enough. How, how is? How, but how is that celebrating sixty years? That's that's my question. I yeah. don't know. That's anyway. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's it's intriguing. It is intriguing. So maybe he'll come back. I mean, Capaldi seems very against it, as we know. Um, Jodie, yeah. depending on like how long after she's had a, her baby, they ask her. Maybe she'd come back. We don't know. That one's more up in the air. But Yasmin Finney has finished r- filming Doctor Who, so she's yes. done. I don't know whether that means Wrapped. permanently or just like for the sixtieth or how it's going to work. Presumably we don't just know. for the sixtieth. Um, mm. But so she's done with that. Does that mean all the David Tennant stuff is done? We don't know. There were loads of set photos in Bristol recently. I'll put one of the pictures on screen that was taken by, I believe his name is Tom Wren. I really hope I got that right. That man went out there with a proper full-on 4K camera. Yeah, well done. Got some of the best set photos I've ever seen in existence. They were gorgeous. Honestly. Thumbnails will never be the same. Thumbnails will never be the same. Um, No. So that, that that was phenomenal against pictures there. We saw David Tennant and Neil Patrick Harris dance very briefly. David oh, Tennant did his so little good. pose where he like has his hands between two people and he's like, like holding people. Like there's loads of stuff like that. So the next thing I think will be the 11th Doctor announcement. I reckon my theory now is I'm sticking with what we said a little while ago. We said it could be several different episodes of different Doctors. I think the time will come where they might end up doing 11th Doctor stuff and then they'll start announcing those those things. Which be we so should cool. just say very briefly to everyone on Twitter who's still making the complaint about oh David Tennant and old Ross Davies is getting more marketing than Jodie's special. Like, 
Can we just say about how like that's it's not it's an unfair thing to say. I'm gonna say this. Very I don't know how unfair. involved you want to get involved because no, that, no, no. that face you pulled down was almost like I'm I'm staying out of this. I just no, I just wanted to see what you'd say about <laughs> well, it because we haven't, had, this, we haven't I, had this discussion. I've yet. got two arguments for it. One is the one that I'm seeing constantly. And one is one that I think I'm more alone in feeling. The first one is that Russell is only revealing the stuff that's going to get leaked publicly anyway. They're gonna film in literally Bristol for the main thing. You'd see Neil Patrick Harris on set and go. Neil Patrick Harris is on the set of Doctor Who. They're announcing it ahead of time to buzz, buzz up more hype because it's only going to be revealed anyway. Why not capitalize yeah. on it and make it a big like social media event for your show? Any everything they revealed so far, bar shooty Gatwick, interestingly enough, was all you know because it was about to be revealed. We, we obviously discussed at the time shooty Gatwick might have been about to be leaked, and that might be why they announced it. Um, yeah, but like most of it, like all the set stuff for the 60th has been stuff that was going to be revealed anyway. The other argument though is that people are saying, oh, it's it's in the way of of the centenary marketing. You know, the BBC are treating the centenary like garbage and pushing the 60th stuff out. Like, we all know Chibnall's marketing has not been as good as it could have been for the way BBC have marketed Jodie's era. I'm yeah. not going to pretend like that's not the case. That's obviously true. Hmm. However, the special is still roughly four months out. Okay? Absolutely. I want to argue that for the first thing. We should probably know the name at some point. I would have liked to have known the name by now. I will it, back we people should, on we that. We should have known the name. I'll back people on that. However... Hmm. Do remember that when we got the trailer for Centenary, it was already about 10 times as long as most of the marketing you get for future Jodie episodes at the end of any kind of yeah. trailer. Because normally, like, think <laughs> about the Evil Daleks trailer. It's just, true. here we are again, here's a Dalek, blah, 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 end. Centenary was a good 30 seconds with Ace, Tegan, the Master, Lone Cyberman, Daleks, all that stuff. That, yeah. It was a full-on, fully-fledged trailer, which at that point is roughly six months before the episode comes out. Not to mention all of the teaser pictures they put out afterwards. Like, yeah. I know the marketing's not been great, but that already is much better than a lot of what we had for Jodie's era. So It is true. The it, marketing it will true. come. We're still four months off. I don't understand the argument right now, honestly. Like, Because the things will die down with the 60th, and then they'll be able to push the, the centenary a bit more. That's how Which I see it Which is exactly anyway. what's going to happen. No, no, yeah. no, no. All of your points are very, very valid. I've thought and this I feel through, like you know. I've had, I've had three weeks. You I've have. had three weeks to, to <laughs> construct three my weeks arguments. You've had three weeks to think about it. Um, but I feel like people are like forgetting that for series 11, 12, and Flux, like the marketing like really only pushed like maybe one month out, two months out. Like it's it, with the Chibnall era particularly, it's a very quick push, very yes. quick fuss. You know, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but, you know, like even, even this quick marketing campaign doesn't just apply to Doctor Who. Like they really tried it with Spider-Man No Way Home. You remember like the delay mm. on like the, the initial trailer and then the second trailer? Like the, the second trailer came out so close to the release date. That's and I true. think, you know, a similar a similar thing is going to apply with um, the, cent- the centenary, the centenary. Um, but yeah, I'm excited regardless. And I feel like everyone just needs to chill out and heck, just enjoy the fact that David Tennant, Catherine Tate and Shooter Gatwa and Doctor Who. Okay. And we're going to have the longest episode doc- of modern Doctor Who when the centenary comes out. If when Russell's 90-minute comment is to be believed. Like, wouldn't it be crazy if it was 47 minutes? Imagine if after all that, it's 47 minutes. Like that would uh, that would ruin it. That would ruin it. The amount of packing into that. I'd hate it. I, Good oh, grief. Oh. oh my goodness. So we're 22 minutes into the recording, roughly. I think we should probably get onto the main topic of the episode now. No. I think we need to. Mm. I think we definitely need to. Definitely but need you know to. what, Troy? Screw it. It's been fun hanging out with you again. I'll it say has. it. I'll say it. You, you know, know what, what? Mate? Yeah, I've t- it's actually- cheers to cheers to that, mate. Cheers to that. <gasps> cheers to that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. That's the surprise you had for me. Oh That's my good golly gosh! I've had this for like two weeks now. <laughs> Can you describe what's happening for the audio listeners Crispy right now? Crispy is holding the official Red Archer Live water bottle from my merch store. That is mad! I forgot you bought that to be honest because it was a little a few weeks yeah. ago. We haven't spoken since. He just got it out and started drinking from it in the middle of his comment. Oh, that yeah. warmed my heart. That has warmed mm-hmm. my heart so much. I know. It's I, a I, good get, day I do today. get like a handful a of merch purchases. I got one last night on my stream, and I was like, "This is really, really cool." I, I like, I love nice. it. It's like because it's all good when you know you get like subscriptions, donations, that stuff. It's all brilliant, but it's something different about it being an IRL thing that someone's buying. Yeah, yeah. So you Tangible. can own physically. It's like that's so Tangible. cool. And with my name on it, look at how good like, it looks, mate. Look at how bloody good it looks. That is honestly brill. I love it. Matches my, match my outfit me. too. Thank you for supporting me, my look man. That. I appreciate it. That looks good. That's all right. Looks good. Yeah, if you want to check out my merch store, go to no, okay. <laughs> no, you can't. I don't care. <laughs> the only thing I, I want to say about it is I love that it's redarchalive.com. Like, I just, I loved that, yeah, that was the URL I got that's for it. Nice. I got a custom domain for it. And I remember when I was teasing the merch store, I was like, you guys are going to love the URL. You're going to love it. 
when mm-hmm. I announced it because I didn't share it so that I could work on everything behind the scenes because it was like public. You could get into it about three months before I announced it. I just didn't tell everyone what the link was so no one could get in there. Nice. And then I literally just on the stream and went, it's redarchlive.com and everyone went, no way, you're joking. <sighs> I was like, nope, nope, You've that's what it. it is. We need to, we need to make one for you next. Very good. We need to make one for you Absolutely. next. Absolutely. That's, that's a plan, mate. That's a plan. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We'll talk about it after the episode then. You know, I'll give you my, my thoughts. You know, I'll guide you through it. Thank you. So series two of Doctor Who, we've got, what, 20 minutes to talk about it? If we're going to keep to the hour length, we're probably going to have a longer episode today. Oh, with my no, stream no, we'll this see. week, I'm going to have no time to edit this. <laughs> we'll be fine. We're we'll back be to fine. We'll smash through editing, it. ladies and gents. Woo! <laughs> everyone take a shot. <laughs> everyone take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Everyone take a shot. Hope you're all drunk by this point. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go on a whistle stop tour here so where do we want to start with our thoughts on series two do you want to start with overall things or do you want to focus on specific bits like where are we going with this um okay let's let's just talk about our overall thoughts on the series what's the vibe you get from series two looking back troy my least favorite of david Tennant's series but still a great series mm-hmm. like i'm of a belief and i've said this before agree. for most doctors their series get better as they go on Definitely true for Tennant and Capaldi. Definitely true for Whitaker. Although people will disagree. I saw one tweet the other day saying Flux is like the worst series of television I've ever seen. No, I had to very, I had to take a very deep <laughs> breath and just scroll down and ignore the tweet. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt Smith, obviously we've debated, can be negotiated because people prefer series mm. five sometimes fine. But David Tennant is definitely one where it applies. I love series two, but series three and series four, as we'll get to when we talk about those, I think just trump it a little bit. I think I agree. It's also difficult for me because just like series one, I didn't watch it live. Series three was where I jumped on. So like my memories mm. of series two is more like catching up on it and seeing the episodes. But there were several Same. episodes in that series that I watched over and over again when I was a kid. Like my favorite episode as a kid was definitely uh, the Lazarus Experiment, which we'll get there with the series three episode. You know, kids have strange, strange choices. You know, they have strange choices. But two episodes I would watch a lot or three almost came from series two, which were Tooth and Claw. The Idiot's Lantern and uh-huh. Love of Monsters. For some reason, my mum and I just found the wire really funny in, in the Idiot's Lantern. We just like whenever we wanted food, we just start Feed going. Feed me. We just start going <laughs> hungry, and it was a running hungry. joke for literally years. It was. It's just. <laughs> it was so daft. But I loved Tooth and Claw. Like I think I was probably a bit too young, but at one Tooth point I think fun. I saw American Werewolf in London, like the the old film from I think the eighties or something. Okay, yeah, it's a yeah. Good film, and like I just, I just like seeing werewolf transformations or like kind of like supernatural transformation type stuff. I love that kind of thing. Mm. So like that was like I feel like Doctor Who for two thousand six CGI, they nailed that. That yeah, wolf yeah, that transformation fun. is phenomenal. It's quite creepy. Yeah. Like, and they have like some practical stuff. They like um, black out his eyes as mm. well. Like put mm. contacts in. That's that's creepy. As a kid, I found that genuinely creepy. Yeah, and the noises, like when he's moving, you can hear all his like bones cracking. It's like oh, it's oh. like. Oh, and he's like screaming. Oh, Ooh. shivers, Ooh. shivers. So series two, like to sum it up, I think series two is one of the more interesting ones because like there's a lot of different concepts thrown into it for where they go. And I know that's, that's a typical like thing for Doctor Who series. It's not unique to series two, but I just feel like there's a lot of different vibes. A station by a black hole, Victorian werewolves, uh, like a new earth with cat nuns. Like there's like, it just feels <laughs> like Russell T. Davis really just went, he took series one's diversity and just went, you know what? mental concepts let's just go even further out we're even gonna have a fat yeah. guy that sucks people up and says they taste like chicken halfway through the se- towards the end of the series like we're gonna go tastes like chicken. we're gonna go mental on it we're gonna go crazy right so like i don't no no no, no. i was no i was gonna make a point so i just realized i completely disagree with it so um well let's let's move okay. on to episodes i think because i think it's a good point to start okay. the point i was going to mm-hmm. make was there isn't a bad episode in series two and oh, i forgot that there I, is one that i, <laughs> that I disagree neither of us like what is that episode, Crispy? It's my least favorite episode of No Who. Really? And More than In the Forest of the Night? Absolutely. I, <gasps> I bag on that because it, it like rhymes with shut up. I kind of know if I can say it. In the Forest of <laughs> the Night? Yeah. That? In the Forest of the, uh, the yeah. Poopy. The Poopy, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So that, that was that was just like a campaign. Why did we that sound was just a little. We, I'm, no, I'm cutting you off. Why did we sound three when we said that? I can't keep a straight face listening like, to you. In the, naughty, naughty the words. in the forest of in the, the poopy. In the forest of the poopy. Poopity scoop. All right. Well, sorry. Let me calm Poop-dee-scoop. down. Poop-dee-scoop. Make your point again. No, I'll, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take a deep breath. No, no. Oh, nice. <sighs> Series eight reference. Oh, it wasn't intentional. Um, I mean, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, go. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, the episode in question 
is Fear Her. Mm. Look, in all fairness, I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Fair. But I remember even even the first time I watched it with my young juvenile brain that didn't understand, you know, the concept of story and characters and how, you know, TV can be good. Um, even then, I was like, I don't like this. Why don't I like this? I think it was the Scribble Monster. I was like... I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if we're comparing scribble-based monsters, the woman who fell to earth did it much better. Like, I liked that they yes. kind of made it into it like an actual tool rather than it just it's being like, a random monster. Yeah, the concept um, of drawing people and trapping them, trapping them in drawings is a good concept. I like that. That is cool. That but is I, a cool concept. I think concept. Uh, Sergei Adventures episode Mona Lisa's Revenge maybe did that a little bit better, capturing people oh, in the Mona Lisa. Oh, I forgot that about was, that. You know, you know, yeah, nice. a little, little, bit of, a little bit of a more niche reference, a little bit of a more niche one. I just loved that mm. in that episode. If you've not seen it, it's going to spoil it a tiny bit, but like the idea is the Mona Lisa gets out of the painting and has a Santarans gone for some reason. I think she pulls it out of the museum somewhere or something, but she traps like one of the other <laughs> museum staff in the Mona Lisa to replace her. And then they do this mm. big unveiling thing, and it's just this like this woman who's just like, ah, just like in the Mona Lisa doing a similar pose but gasping and she looks nothing like the Mona Lisa it's great Um, and the Mona Lisa fun fact was played in that episode by Saran Jones who played the Doctor's wife sorry I've not my mic again who was the the TARDIS in the Doctor's wife you know so just a little yeah that's Saran Jones same actress far out who is one of the the better one of the best actresses in in, in Britain she's very good she's very very good just wanted to share that information Um, so yeah does she have her own hang on does she have her own show where it's on a submarine Oh yeah, Vigil. Oh, she was in Vigil. Show? Yeah, I watched all of Vigil. That Vigil, was Gentleman anyway. Jack, um, Scott and Bailey. If you knew that in the UK, you might not have heard of it, but that was another one. Um, what else? Was uh, Doctor Foster. She's been in loads of stuff. She's she's like a big UK name. For, we like, need to like, get her on the she's... podcast. Well, let's oh, get yeah, her on the podcast. Yeah, that's going to be easy. Ryan Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll sort that. Um, but yeah, so Fear Hair is just like. I, I don't even know if there's any particular I don't like. I think there's some some cringy dialogue in it, but that's that's not unique to yeah. that episode. You know, where he's like he's carrying the torch. It's not just a torch now. It's hope, and it's like okay, okay I know what you're doing there. But I I honestly the most uncomfortable uncomfortable thing for me was I I'm not a big fan. Actually, no, I'm going to make this into a joke. I wasn't I was uncomfortable with David Tennant not wearing a shirt or like a, an undershirt. Sorry, because I think that was the first episode where he had the shirt open and nothing underneath, and you could see his chest hair billowing out of his outfit, and I couldn't really? see it once I noticed. Really. Yeah. It's like it's just like it's like what you are, what, what you're like right now, but like much worse. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> worse than worse than this. <laughs> worse than this. Worse than crispy protester. Worse than. Oh my gosh, I've never realised that. Yeah, I, don't, I might be the only episode where his wrong. chest is out on show. No, but that that was a joke. The thing that genuinely makes me uncomfortable is like the whole thing about her dad being like a, a piece of work is like it's an interesting plot point. Like it's genuinely like an interesting thing about you know family drama and stuff. I didn't like mm. at the very end when I thought they'd solved all the problems and the dad was trying to get out and he was like, I'm coming to get you. And it like it had a really like dark feeling to it. That was a bit like... That was, like yeah, it's a bit ooh. sinister. It is like a bit overly oh, no. sinister, I feel like. But Fit mm. is just one of those episodes that's so bland that people don't like it. I don't think there's anything particularly yeah. offensive about it. It's just like, this is not a good episode. I'll give it a I'll give it a rewatch. Maybe mm. we should could do some maybe we could do an episode where we say like watching the worst episode of Doctor Who yeah. and we review Fear Her again. Rank them, like pick pick like five episodes or something and like watch them and say which Ooh. one's the worst one or something. I love the fact that we come up with episode ideas just during the recordings. <laughs> Anyone steal these ideas? We are going to take you to court. Yes. Okay. We'll absolutely. be the next we'll we, be the next we have um, proof that we came up with it first. Yeah, we're going to hang on, I'm going to make a joke here. Um I'm going to I need to remember the guy's name. Um Oh gosh, this better be good. No, well, uh, we'll take you to court and uh, Asman Gold will react to it for 6 weeks. So, uh, you know. Just not worth it. <laughs> Very good. It's been two good. minutes looking at that guy's name just to make that joke. I swear down. <laughs> I took me like 2 minutes to find his name. That joke was not worth it. <laughs> I don't even know if anyone's going to get that. Because, like, I no, know, you know, you know, it's if, good. If you get it, you get it. It's, tri- it's a trial joke. You can guess. You can guess who we're talking about. You can guess who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, oh, my God. There is God. justice in the world. Moving on. Um. So. Oh, far out. Am I allowed to keep that one in? Can we have opinions on, on situations? You know, I think that's one where we definitely can have an opinion on and we can share. So, yes. Yeah. Just, justice was achieved. So, um, let's talk a little bit. Because one thing we've got to put some time into, because we have to put some time into it, is love and monsters. Okay. Oh, in defense of goodness. the indefensible, as they might say, I have never disliked this episode. Just leading with that to begin with. So, if I remember correctly, the premise of this episode existing was because 
Chris Ferguson was regenerating and then Rusty Davies decided or was offered or something happened where they were going to do a Christmas special and that would allow them to bridge the gap between the regeneration of Series 1 to Series 2. But that then took up the space of filming an episode in the filming block. So Rusty Davies needed to account for that by making an episode that was Dr. Light so that it could be filmed alongside other Doctor episodes. That's what I've picked up and heard. Oh. So I'm pretty sure, if I'm okay. not wrong, that Love of Monsters was filmed at the same time as Fear Her? Question mark? That's what I remember hearing. It might well, be they're right episode, next to each other. Yeah. So I think there was a similar filming block and they overlapped. So like David Tennant would like, and Billy Piper would jump a bit from Fear Her to go to do the little bits of Love of Monsters and then be done and everything else could be filmed because none of the characters overlap between those episodes beyond that, right? Yeah. So it was the first Doctor Light episode done because of Christmas special and all that stuff. And I really liked it. Mark Warren, for one thing, being the lead cast member. Mark yeah, Warren is another like absolute legend of British television. I will recommend a show to you all right now. If you like John Sim's Master, there is a show with John Sim, Mark Warren, the lead from Love and Monsters. Philip Glenister, if you've ever seen him, he's not in Doctor Who, but he's a, a fantastic British actor. And Max, Is it Mars? No, not like Mars. Show? I think Max, Max oh. Beasley is, is his name, I think. Um, the four of them together did a show called Mad Dogs. And it's about mm-hmm. four like middle-aged men who go off on a holiday to like Portugal or something and get wrapped up in a drug cartel by complete accident. The, the first wow. episode ends with a drug cartel guy dressed as Tony Blair walking into the dinner and shooting somebody. And it, that is like that's, the least chaotic thing that happens intense. in the series. Like, it, like okay, they trap people in cool. wells. They have like it's it's ridiculous. It's like a dark drama with loads of comedy. Like there's mm. loads of stupid lines, and no, it is like one that. of the best British TV programs. If you, if you get a chance to watch Mad Dogs, watch it. It's got four seasons. I, I think all of them were fantastic, but the first one in particular was just like beautiful. So Mark Warren is just great for that that stuff alone, and John Sim, John Sim and Philip Glenister, they are in Life on Mars as well, which is what you mentioned. They that's, just have that's a great, what I was they thinking, bounce yeah. each other very very well. So Mark Warren's great, and I think he commands the episode really really well. He's like a really good yeah. like narrator for he it, and kind of like a no, it, it is character. Good. His performance is like very good. Yeah. As far as guest stars on the show, that that's not not one to dismiss. Not at all. I think it's I think it's really 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 good. And I just really like the the, the concept that we're going to take an episode, we're going to have a look at the people on the ground, what they've seen of Doctor Who since the series come back, all the different events that have affected like the UK kind of thing. And like almost try and offer like a window into it that's better than a companion because the companions are meant to be like our surrogate for the show, right? But this is yeah. like taking it one step further and going, here's how it would be if I was just like you and you'd seen all this stuff. Here's kind of an idea. Like, you want to find out more about the Doctor. I met him when I was a kid it and all this cool. stuff. And I also have to give it credit because it um, it got me into ELO. You know, that I, I, I have a very faint memory. Electric Light Orchestra, the band, Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because now okay. We watched, the moment I watched that episode, it was one of the first ones I think we watched after getting into Doctor Who. I remember loving Mr. Blue Sky in that episode. And we went on holiday to the, the East Coast, to Yorkshire in the UK. And we found a CD of the best, the greatest hits of ELO with Mr. Blue Sky and all the other stuff. And we played it on a loop driving around like Whitby and Scarborough in the UK and all that. If you ever know where those places are, then you can get the vibe. But I just have this very distinct child memory of that. Oh, love monsters nice. responsible for that, which is lovely. Um, Gosh. So I just, I just love the whole thing. And I love the absorbable off. Don't care what anyone says. Like, the fact that a kid drew a monster and he became a monster in Doctor Who, yeah, I don't care what you think of how he looks or anything, that is beautiful. And generally, I think he yeah. looks quite good anyway, you know, and Peter Kay's performance is fantastic. It's uh, it's just iconic, and there's been, like, of kind that. of a, a res- resurgence of love and respect for, for love it, and especially monsters. during, during like, um, 2020, when mm. we started doing all those Doctor Who rewatches and stuff. The fan, like, the community response... To Love and Monsters was something I hadn't seen in years. Or there should ever. have been a Love and Monsters watch along. There should have been. I don't. Th- I don't think there was. Hey? No, there should have been. But that should have been just, like the, big, the biggest from one. From that, I know it should. It would have. Um, but regardless, I just like since then I've seen a newfound love for Love and Monsters. And um, even back in the like back in the day, you said you never disliked it. I never disliked it either. Me and my sister had this massive argument because we rewatched series. Uh, well, we watched series two together for the first time. We were kids, and I remember watching uh, Love and Monsters and Fear Her in the car. Drive. We were driving somewhere on holiday, mm. and I remember loving Love and Monsters and not liking Fear Her, and my sister loved Fear Her and <gasps> didn't like Love and Monsters. And so, can you Yin imagine that car ride? Can you imagine that car ride the whole time? Like, what are you on about? Oh, my God. like, that one doesn't have the doctor in it. How do you like If she's it? saying stuff like that, then I, I wouldn't be able to help but to fear her. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You guys funny. haven't missed my terrible jokes, have you? 
No. No, no, no one's missed those. I no have, one's missed I, those. I haven't. Um, but yeah, I just love that concept <sighs> and the, the quotes in it. I think are brilliant. I just think it's a really solid episode of Doctor Who and it's still like a, like a cool it is, classic. It is fun. It's kind of nice seeing people be a bit nice towards it as time goes by. It's almost like how Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor feel about like the love of the prequels exactly. now as time's gone by. Like, because they obviously did not like the response when it came out, understandably. And they're like, you know, Gosh, no. they've realized now that what the episode they made was for another generation. And that, that generation and now, now here we are. are going to these conventions, seeing that stuff. It's it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing where like people get a newfound love for something that was previously panned. I love that. I really do. Yeah. Hoping that Absolutely. Jody's era has a similar effect later down the line. Um, Almost guarantee it Cavaldi's will. Cavaldi's anyway. had that. Cavaldi's <laughs> had a similar thing. Like yeah, I was literally. part of that. I liked Capaldi's run, mm. and I loved Series Ten when it came out. But I loved it so much more when I rewatched it in 2020, like around the watch long mm. time. Like I got I got into it, and it was just like, wow, he's phenomenal. Sam. Have you got any extra thoughts on Love and Monsters? Because I think I kind of carried it with nostalgic memories, you know? What? No, you, I mean, I feel like you, Love and Monsters is very much closer to you than it is me. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I, I like the episode and I've definitely rewatched it more than I have Fear Her. Mm. Um, and I don't know, like being like critically panned or like labeled for so many years as the worst episode, I don't think it is. No. <laughs> I don't think it is in the slightest. Fear Her would take the cake for me. Yeah, well, or In the Forest of the Poopy. Um, in the forest of the poopy mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, but yes I, I just love that so right off the bat now what is your favourite episode in series 2 I'm so glad you asked I've been looking at all of these episodes literally up and down and I can't name oh Girl on the Fireplace does stand out to me but I'm a sucker for Stephen Moffat's stories I did a watch long for that in my discord yeah. so I mentioned this that my server was doing a watch along for Doctor Who a little while ago yeah. which we finished now I don't I don't think I said whether we finished it or not but we did finish it a little while back I remember watching the girl in the fireplace and I was crying at the ending like some a few people were watching with me were crying at the ending like I forgot how sad that is that is a beautifully written episode it's and very that motif, very well the Maury Gold composed which is on that vinyl I might add is oh. it's 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 one of Maury Gold's best pieces it's a definitely an underrated piece of music just like it's the brilliant. really soft nature of it. It's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like, I just have such an appreciation for soundtracks. I think people are starting to get that impression now. Like I have such a deep, like love for soundtracks for shows and movies. And you that definitely episode do. really carries it. You definitely do. Are you settling on Girl in the Fireplace or? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know whether I'd settle on Love of Monsters. Like it's a very special episode to me, but I don't know whether I'd settle on we that being the best one. Settle on it? I really, really enjoy, for what it did, uh, School Reunion. I've watched that oh, episode yes. a lot, a lot, um, because that was just, you know, the kickoff point for the Sarah Jane adventures, and, you know, we got K-9 back, and it was just, it was a very beautiful kind of love letter to that era of Doctor Who, and, you know, having having Liz Sladen in there, you know, it's it's never a bad time with her. So. Underrated potential best moment in the episode? The little argument Tell between me. Ten and Rose outside of the the chip shop when he, you know, she's saying about you know you just replace us, and he makes that argument where I, he I goes, know where you know, going. humans, you wither and you die. Imagine watching that happen to someone that you, and he can't finish the sentence, and she's like, someone you what? And it moves mm. on from there like that, oh. and you see in his face that it's like upsetting him, like, and he's only he's three episodes in as a doctor, yeah. well, four <laughs> episodes in, I guess, Christmas special, whatever. But like, as the doctor mm. fully formed, he's three episodes in, like. That is mesmerizing. That is genuinely is mesmerizing. Cool. Like it's just a great, it's a great moment. But my my favorite scene in that episode is when you know the moment between Sarah Jane and Rose where they're like laughing so hard. Oh yeah, at something. Does he still stroke bits of the TARDIS? Yeah, yeah. Do do you know why they were laughing so hard? I found this out on Twitter the other day. Why? Um, with like the actual the actors, I'm pretty sure for the take, like David Tennant like drew a mustache or something on him, and oh then they my. like so they got the cameras going, and then he like went and did that, and they got their genuine reaction. That's so- why one of them was pointing at him. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, I, th- I can't remember if he drew a mustache or something. He had something funny going on, and they got the genuine reaction for it. So that's oh, why that's I like so that scene. Cool. Just I didn't a know that. Easter egg. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I know some things. I'm a Doctor Who fan sometimes. <laughs> You're the one who's been the Doctor Who YouTube for eight years, nine years now. Like, yeah, come on. No. Come on. It's ten years next year, mate. Ten Get years excited. next year. Yeah, nah, it's yep. eight years for me on YouTube in three months. So I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you on the YouTube game, you know? A little bit younger. That's all right, mate. It's That's all right. All right. I'm, a, all right, I'm a seasoned professional, mate. Exactly, mate. Exactly, mate. When are you going to do your yeah. next YouTube stream, mate? When my internet is okay yeah and then can, okay I, can I be a guest again can i just be in all of your streams going yeah, forward you can pop on you can pop <gasps> on yeah it was fun last time it was it was a great time it was a great time i had a, a lot of fun um i have to though like i think it's a good point to kind of 
wrap up our talk about series two it's talking about mm-hmm. ten and rose's dynamic and it's going to go somewhere so we'll get there Absolutely. in a minute but i really love their relationship together i know there are a lot of people that argue chris freckleston and billy piper were better together i don't mm-hmm. personally believe that i think chris freckleston and billy piper were phenomenal together but I think David Tennant and Billy Piper clinch it a bit because they have that added weight of what happened in series one. And I think both of them carry it very well, despite the fact that one of the lead actors literally completely changed. They carry that weight of like yeah. the romance that was building they do. really, they do. really well. And I think as a couple, I actually think those two are better suited for like the romantic thing. You know, the skinny kind of like, you know, running about, I'm all cool doctor with the, mm. the young, like 20 year old, 21 year old girl. He's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think they work really well together. And that's why people were so attached to like that series in particular series two was obviously when she comes back in series four, everyone goes nuts. The scene of them running, running towards each other in stolen earth, which we'll get to in the future. There's a reason mm. that scene holds so much weight pre-extermination Absolutely. because it's like, it's, it's <laughs> you've been waiting almost two years to see them come back together again. It's, it's crazy. Mm. So I love their, no, their, their relationship. That's why there's those moments throughout the series, like school reunion and also the conversation in uh, impossible planet. Do you know the conversation of which I speak? Which which one is it when... Oh, there's actually, there's two moments, but one doesn't involve Rose. So I'm talking about the one that involves Rose to begin with. No, you gotta, you got to tell me, you got to remind me. They're sat on the base when they've already lost time. the TARDIS, and they're talking about like what they're going to yeah. do if they get out of there. And they're like, well, we haven't got the TARDIS now. You know, we have to, have to live somewhere, get a, get a, get a house. Mm. She's like, you'd have to get a mortgage. And like, they're yeah. having a conversation. He's like, well, you know, unless we could, you know live together or something and then they kind of go <clears throat> and then move on like oh. that's another another Ooh. really good hint yeah and then also when he cuts the cable in the um, not the beast below the satan pit um and like he goes to say that's to the bit i was thinking he's of. like yeah he's like tell rose tell her oh she knows and cuts it like that there's yeah. so many little bits of that that it, they're just so beautiful they play with it yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's why crispy and i'm gonna get you to lead with your thoughts on this because i've got some specific, specific stuff i want to say but that's why when okay. we get to army of ghosts and doomsday you cannot mm-hmm. talk about series two without spending time talking about bad wolf bay with that music motif with all of that whole final scene talk me through your thoughts on that crispy from her being stuck on the other side of the wall and then on the on the wall right through to the beach, all of it, like yeah, you're like you're gonna cry. Go for it. Get crying on the podcast. No, I'm just I, I haven't <laughs> thought about those episodes in quite some time. I think that might genuinely be the first time I cried in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, because as, as you know, I watched a lot of things out of order and things didn't really make sense. But I remember buying the series two DVD and watching that entire series with my sister. And by the time we got to the finale, we weren't in the car anymore. So I was able to watch it at home properly. Um, And the music in that episode, phenomenal. The performances in that episode, phenomenal. And the twists in that episode, unreal. Like, I never expected Rose to get trapped. And, you know, they lead the, the first part of the finale being like, oh, my name's Rose Tyler and this is how I die or something like that. I can't remember. This is the day I die. Yeah, that was a bit odd. And I, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I didn't think it was odd. They were setting up, oh my gosh, she's going to die. Not like it was die. bad, I was just like, I, was, I kind of wasn't expecting it to be there. I mean, bear yeah, mind, exactly. I went into it knowing Rose wasn't in series three, so I knew she was going to get written out. But like... Right, yeah, I had I had zero clue. I had no idea at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that beach scene will forever be one of Doctor Who's most iconic scenes and most well-known scenes and quotable scenes ever. And it's just heartbreaking and like even the behind the scenes from that shoot, like there's so many little clips of like David Tennant and Billy Puppet just crying, being like, oh, it's a yeah. bit too much. It's a bit too much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a beautiful story. I think it's an absolutely stunning story. But I will say, did you know that they filmed that before they even filmed Idiot's Lantern, Fear Her, Love and Monsters, <gasps> Impossible Planet, Satan Pit. I always find this weird when I find out they filmed the episodes in like different orders with the blocks because they do that quite a yeah. lot with these series, don't they? I forget I've that. Got, I've, got a, I've got a video coming up where I talk about all of that. Oh, Fun there we go. Fact. We could just have me shout out yeah. my things, you know. I didn't even no, shout out my Twitch it's... link was, but yeah, you know, you know. Got to get in there, mate. I got your water bottle. I get some brownie points. Hell yeah, you do. Of course you do. Um, so Because mm. the, the one thing I want to say about Doomsday myself is that it's kind yeah, of please. like a running joke now on like Twitter and TikTok. You'll see these things. It's like, you know, you, you know that you grew up in the UK in the, in the early noughties, yeah. if you remember. And then they play the track or like just show you a picture of the beach. It's yeah. like anyone in the UK who watched Doctor Who around that time will always remember that scene in particular for the music, the emotion, the beach. That whole thing is just 
phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's stunning. And I will reveal something. I was very young and didn't properly understand what was going on between the two of them. I did not understand for the very, very longest time that he was going to say, Rose Tyler, I love you before he disappeared. What did you think he was going to say? Honestly, don't know. I think it was, I, we, I think it was just, just that he got cut off and that they were just upset. And oh, I was that was enough to make me out. cry as a kid. I think I only Bad probably internet. grasped it with series four, with that beach scene. And you're like, you know, what was the, how was that sentence going to end? And I kind of was yeah. like, how was it going to end? And then she kissed him and was like, ah. Oh. You know? Because I was young, I didn't pick up on all the hints of the romance, like the motifs and stuff. It's something I've understood more as I've got older. Like, I just was like, mm. huh, cool sci-fi show with monsters and cool characters and just didn't really think about the nuances underneath it because I was like six years, seven years old, you know? But Yeah, it's, and Russell's it's good beautiful. at that. Russell's too. good at that. <laughs> He's good at his nuanced stuff. He's very good at that. Um, but Chibnall's better. Um that was a joke. Just to, I just to say that to see if, how many people would go, what? What? Huh? What? Huh? I'm a Chibnall no. fan, but like we can't argue that his stuff is more nuanced. It isn't. It isn't. No, absolutely um, not. <laughs> just for a second, there'll be like maybe 40, 50 people who went, excuse me? Excuse me? What? <laughs> it's beautiful. No. Chibnall's good at many things, but I think we can all agree that Russell T. Davis kind of gets more of a grasp of the characters yes. and the emotional weight yes. they hold. What we need to do is we need to keep a record of how we rank each of these seasons, because I'm going to ask you now to rank the series, and then we'll read out some fan responses. We might be for less than 15 minutes, but we're still going to fit some in. Okay. So on a score of 1 to 10, what would you give series 2? I don't remember what I gave series 1. Neither. We can make, we'll make a Twitter art or something. We'll make something. Yeah, we'll keep a score, we, yeah. We'll put them all. Yeah. Um, I will give it oh, a solid seven and a half out of ten. It gets some points removed because of Fear Her. And I was never really a big, the biggest fan of New Earth. I never really liked that story. It is one of the weaker um, opening episodes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Bringing back Cassandra um, was a strange but, choice, but I do think it worked. Actually, yeah. I will say the ending of that episode... Like it's it's you didn't need Cassandra oh, back, no, no. but that ending no, really made good. up for it. And he goes, you know yeah. what? That gave us something I didn't think I needed. That was beautiful. That mm. Cassandra got to watch herself die in a way like that was a really poetic thing. Um, yeah, but no, I think I think it is a very very solid um, season. It's not necessarily one of my favorites, but I mean, seven and a half out of ten is quite a good score for not one of my favorite seasons. So I'm trying to think in my head about there which ones go. I'm going to give a ten for like my peaks and then how it falls underneath that. And I don't know whether to give series two a seven or an eight because of that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and I'm gonna settle on seven point five as well. And I'll adapt yeah, it to go by. I need to check what I said for series one. Maybe I'll alter series two based on that. But we'll recap and then we'll know for series three and we'll keep we'll keep our records. Beautiful. Sound good? Beautiful. Yep. Right. Shall I uh, shall I read out some of our fan responses on Anchor please, through the through the, the Q and A's? Please. Right. So, and while you find those, um, everyone on YouTube, uh, can you comment what you would rate uh, series two out of yes, ten? Yes. Pretty please. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do, do that. that. Do that for me. Do that. Please. Well, I'd love to, I'd love to do... Um, what we could do is once we get to looking back on Series 5 episode, we could do a poll like out of the five series we've reviewed so far, which one is your favourite, and then see how they rank now up. Now we're cooking. Yeah, now we're yeah. cooking. All right, so let's have a look through some of the responses. So most of the responses come from Episode 14, but we've got a handful in the other episodes as well, so we're going to look through those. Okay. So... Uh, first response comes from Artizone24 who said my favourite story from series 2 is undoubtedly The Impossible Planet slash The Satan Pit ever since seeing it for the first time I've just been obsessed with how rich an atmosphere it has it is very good the sets in that episode are awesome and the ood are scary there's some scary ood yeah yeah that's the honestly it is, it is uh, it's, it's a great episode yeah the ood are brilliant they're, they're very ood you know you got to do the joke. You got to do the joke. Um, very, very ooh. Ahmad says, personally, I think it's RTD's worst series so far. It has some really good episodes. Ooh. I like how he says so far, by the way. It has some really good episodes <laughs> like School Reading and the Cyberman 2 part. We didn't talk about the Cybermen. I was hoping someone was going to bring it up in a question. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, that two part was phenomenal. And that, the Cyberman that motif. Is very strong. Very strong. Dun, 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 dun. Which is a motif that got used like again. The, my favorite reuse of it was in series eight, and some people didn't With the pick up on it. Doors? Yep, there's there's one reaction yeah. I watched in particular. I think it was Fail Wells, and, and, uh, or one of them just didn't clock the motif because the door's shut and you see the Cyberman eyes in, the in dark eyes water and the music. In the background, yeah. you just hear. It's like oh hello. So, like, that's a great motif. But I, I agree with that well statement done. that it's the, probably the weakest of, the, of his series. I, I, worst seems yeah. really strong because I love all of them. But I don't... But it would, I, I think it is know, the weakest. Actually, I agree. I series one or two. I don't know. I... For me, I prefer series one. I think the very... I don't, I'm not going to answer it because I honestly don't think I could pick very easily. I don't think I could pick easily. Well, I could. 
It's difficult. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Elise say, says quite simply, uh, overhated, but not underrated. Oh. Overhated? Oh. Is it series two particularly overhated? Are you thinking of just particularly because a... of Fear Her and Love and Monsters, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like overhated series, like people give a lot of uh, flack to series six that I don't think it deserves. <laughs> but yeah. What, what are you laughing at? I started scrolling through the rest of the responses while you were talking and I just came across Arthur Botley saying, hashtag absorb a lot for bigger finish. <laughs> <laughs> that's big it. finish that's beautiful you've dabbled with stories now meet mm-hmm. the genuine article um, we've got to get like a few chicken. of those in today Teela's 86 says hands down the girl in the fireplace is the best episode of the season the season is a great introduction to Tenant's Doctor but it's still his weakest season which is basically what we both said well, yep. our, like, our viewers are really in tune with us you know Crispy our listeners they know it's good they know. It's, it's great yeah. and they're, they're apparently Capaldi stands too so I'm just living life right yeah, now yeah loving life loving life it's it's a great time it's a great time I, I kind of want to just go through this I think there's 14 responses overall if we can dash through them all then everyone's can get read I don't know if I'll have chance for YouTube comments so I might try and get a couple of them in a minute um, but the focus is anchored. Like the best way to reply is via the Spotify Q and A. You probably noticed that by now. Yeah, it's where get you get most of our answers from. Um, so even if you have to just load up Spotify, quickly put a comment in and then leave it. Just feel free to do that and then watch it on your preferred platform. Uh, Lu- uh, how do I say? Lewis Sutton Universe has said a mixed bag of a series. To be honest, you've got great episodes like School Reunion, Impossible Planet, Satan Pit, Army of Ghosts, Doomsday, but some kind of bad too, like New Earth, Love and Monsters, and Fear Her. I don't think I'd agree. say New Earth is, is kind of bad. I think it's just decent. I think bad is kind of like pushing it a little bit even kind of bad. I never, I never got around that episode. I'll, I don't I'll know. say one thing. I do think I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not the biggest fan of the bravado of the sentence, I'm the doctor and I cured them. Like, uh, that was a line that kind of felt Does a bit Does he claim like, that? He, he said he that. Right? That? Like, he's like, you know, they're all cured. And then he literally just shouts, I'm the doctor and I cured them. And he's like, it's like, yeah, you did, but it almost felt a bit show offy for like his first proper episode. Yeah. Like, that line was a little okay. bit. But then he's like, lovely, Sit and he's like, oh, hello, tenant. you're okay. Like he makes up for it then. So it's yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Dill Bill said, at least favorite series of the RTD era. So that's not an uncommon opinion. But the Impossible Planet Satan Pit is one of my favorite stories, with New Earth being my least fave of the bunch. Wow. Wow. It's interesting yeah, that you pointed out New Earth, and we're seeing a few people saying that now in here. It's very interesting. Oh, it's, um, it's our audience, oh, mate. They're in the, tune. But, the, but it ends with a, a comment that I, I forgot we should have mentioned a little bit. Uh, Dill oh, Bill ends his message by saying, Series 1 Rose is better than Series 2 Rose. <sighs> Which is an argument I didn't really know was a thing until like a couple of years ago, and I never really thought about yeah. it. What are, what are your thoughts? Do you prefer Rose in Series 1 or Series I don't know. 2? I feel, like, I feel like I've been on record where I've said I preferred Rose in Series 1 mm. just because... I don't know if I fully backed, like, the Tennant and Rose relationship. I kind of liked what they set up in series one. But I don't know, even after just talking to you and seeing the little nuances they had in there, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes more sense. Um, Because I haven't done a series two rewatch since, you know, I was bloody 10 years old or whoever all that was. Um, So, I'm sure I could could appreciate... um, like the 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 relationship a bit more between uh, Tennant and Rose, but I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna if I had to pick one, I'd probably say series one. I'd probably say series one. But I mean, it's all the same character. What we could always <laughs> do if you want to revisit some of these old episodes, we could do we could rewatch like an episode a week and like do our commentary track, and then people could sync it up with Doctor Who and listen to us talk about the episode as it goes along. Oh, that could be fun. Thought, commentary that could be some, like, some exclusive content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. What, we're going to open a Patreon and then have a commentary tracks for episodes every week? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. get us some money. Um, money. I, I just, I haven't thought about the Rose thing too much. I think I prefer her in series two, but I, I, I think it's only marginally. I think I just like, because I like her with Tenant more, I think. And I think she her character yeah. feels a bit That's more developed. Fair. I just, one of my favorite moments is very underrated, a little tiny moment, is just the, um, the moment with... Um, <laughs> When when Rose like is talking to the family on the on the street and like she goes to be like good day to you and then she has this big grin and then just walks off. There's oh, like this yeah. particular yeah. image. If I can no, find no, it, I'll put it on, on no, the screen. I love that. That image. is good. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> We've got about seven more to read through, so let's see if we can get through them. Aiden Green says, Girl in the fireplace is straight up beautiful. Many great apps in there, and even though I'm not huge on ten rows, Doomsday gets me every time. Series one rows is superior though. Look at these, these wow. arguments forming across all the responses. It's interesting. interesting. I'm telling these as we go along now. So it's only you know, a month for some of them since it, since they commented, but they get better late than never to get pinned, you know? Uh, 
Ka- oh, I don't know. I'm going to say her name. Kajitoki. Kagitoki. I, 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 Kagitoki. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I probably butchered that. The best part of series two is Mickey coming into his own and becoming a proper character. The worst part has to be the way Rose became a love struck less uh, love struck less independent character, at least in my opinion. So yeah, Mickey is obviously not really like the butt of the joke anymore in series two. Um, so that is a big a big plus. I do like yeah. that, that he kind of gets his own strength and goes, you know what? I don't need you, Rose. I'm going to do my own thing. And then she kind of wimps about it a bit but she always treated Mickey like garbage anyway that wasn't anything yes, that changed between shocking. series one and two I think she probably treats him worse in series one than two which actually is a way to, a reason to like her less in series one um, but yeah I don't know I I think maybe because after the kiss in series one that like there's going to be more of a romantic flair in series two because we know there's something there so she's going to feel a bit more like that I don't know yeah. I always preferred the relationship between Tennant and Tennant and, and Piper that's no, perfectly so. valid but Perfectly it's interesting valid. to see everyone saying this. I do find it interesting. Uh, finally, for episode 14's comments, Minyu Sitch has said, Fear Her is one of my least favourite episodes. It's just painfully boring. And the words Chloe Webber give me PTSD. <laughs> valid. 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 Wow. Perfectly valid. Honestly. Same Z's. Uh, same Z's. Oh, we've got 15 responses, not 14. Five more. Let's dash through them. Alpha said, Sarah Jane and K9. That's all I have to say. Even without watching Classic Who, they were amazing and fun characters. Plus, they had a spin-off as well. A goated spin-off. Perfect. A fantastic spin-off. Goated spin-off. Brilliant. Uh, Arthur Botley has commented again. Uh, I already entered a comment for this section last week, but for real, what a Chad move for Rusty Davies to randomly write a werewolf story on a drunken weekend, and it's pretty solid. Is that true? Did he, did he write that on a drunken weekend? I'm looking this up. I've, Tooth yeah. and claw drunk. Drunken see if that weekend. Comes up. Um, oh, Doctor Who. I'm just going to see if this comes up very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> any, any, kind of, any kind of mention of that? Uh, I'm not seeing any mention of the drinking anywhere like immediately but it could it could well be the case it could well be the case I'd be interested to find more out about that intriguing um, Osaka Scooter said fear her is much worse than love of monsters I'll stand by that one forever it's not a hot take it's just true uh, I don't care what anyone says uh, moving on from that Crispy any thoughts on that statement you know <laughs> No, not exactly, at all. Exactly, exactly. Um, not one. And finally, a couple of comments on the apology one, the first one from me a couple of weeks ago. Mark said, the episode where everyone is watching the Queen's coronation and are being sucked into TVs is pretty stupid. <laughs> the idiot's lantern. <laughs> I know, that's that's one of the most unlike, like, bashed on episodes of there, but isn't like everyone's least favourite. Yeah. I, I liked it. I think it's a, it's a it's a silly allegory if you know watching TV, it's you know watching the screens. Silly. It's yeah, daft, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the episode still. I still think it's a good one. Hungry. Hungry. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just I love the blooper of um of David Tennant going to see Rose with no face and they pull the they pull the sheet off of Billy and obviously yeah. she's not got no face when they're filming it and every time they pull the sheet he just starts laughing. There's like a, a thing on usual oh. series two bloopers and he does it about four times. He just can't keep a straight face. It's brilliant. It'll be hard. It'll be very hard. It will be very hard. Like, I've got to imagine she's got no face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and rounding it off, Leon McMillan has said. Rose and Ten just have such good chemistry. Mickey really develops as a character, and I love the parallel worlds integration. Brilliant. Beautiful. Well said. Yeah, parallel Beautiful. worlds are really... You know, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Who did the multiverse before Marvel Studios. That's exact. I just made a video on that, Just Troy. saying that. I know? just made a video on that. You know, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I just rewatched yesterday and is such a good film. I love how I really I didn't like it. it. First I came enjoyed out. it so much better. Have you, have you on seen the this second in the time? background? I, 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 I put no? this in the background. Oh, I just is it this. zombie? It's no. It's it's a it's oh. it's Doctor Strange, but it's a special chase one. It's a pop vinyl of him in blue. Oh, it was the, the thousandth Marvel Funko Pop, and it's got like look, oh the, my the box like glows blue around the stripes and stuff. It's really cool. It's metallic. It's a very very cool design. Let me let me cool. show you the pop on the side. That's what it looks like on the inside. You can see there. Nice. It's beautiful. Nice. I just want to show you that really quick because I was really happy with that. Chase pops no, can be very expensive, you. but I feel like I got it for a decent price on eBay, so I'm quite happy. Um, Beautiful. But that is all the fan responses regarding Series 2. We're only just over an hour in the runtime, so I think it's a good way to, to wrap it well up. Well done, everyone. Yeah. It's good Thank to you see for you again, my friend. Too. It's good to record with you it's again. It's good to see you too, brother. It's good to see you Why too. Why are you trying to do like the weird South African accent again? I don't know. It's reached that, it's reached that time. My friend, my I've friend, had a really good time Troy watching Doctor Who with you today. Oh, I've had a very good time looking back on Series 2. Do what was that? Do do do. It was like, it was like a twang in your voice. That do. The series it's like when you take a ruler and like put it on the end of the desk, and they're like twanging. It goes. It's like. Yeah, exactly. We need to stop talking now. We're clearly going crazy. We have fun. Thank you all very much for listening and watching episode sixteen at last of Who's There a Doc Two podcast. We'll be back next week on Saturday or occasionally Sunday if things get delayed obviously but usually Saturdays uh, with episode 17 where we will be talking about our theories on what will happen in Jodie Whittaker's final episode 
of Doctor Who, TBD. You know, it'd be great if we could say the name there, you know. But we're going to talk about our centenary cool. theories, you know. The woman who fell yes. to time. What will happen in The Woman Who Fell to Time? Oh, please. I want please, that to be if you predict so that. So you got, you got Neil Patrick Harris. Let's get that title. Yeah. Let's well, get I mean, that title. It wouldn't title. be my prediction in fairness. I did pull it from someone who put it on Wikipedia. So I can't take credit for that. But oh, it's, well, it's still... Nah, we'll take a little partial okay, credit fine, for fine. pushing it. <laughs> uh, Crispy, I've got a really good idea for the title for the centenary. Oh, what what is it? I think it should be called The Woman Who Fell to Time. Nice little, you know... Reflects very well for our first episode. That is brilliant. You know? Yeah. That is so yeah. smart. There you go. Wow. That would be really cool if I, if I get that right as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that I predicted Shooty Gat would be the Doctor? Oh, you are so smart. I know. You're you can't, so you can't smart, go along with that now. You can't go along You're with so that now. smart. <laughs> oh, my jokes are not good. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being naughty now. I'm, 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 I'm doing you dirty. Boy. I'm doing you dirty pig. Okay, that's you enough dirty now. Pig. That's enough now. Go so thank home. you all very much for Go listening home. and watching. We'll see you all next Saturday when we talk about the centenary. Let us know in the poll down below how you feel about us doing the future episodes and what you want and what you want to uh, see from us doing bonus things, talking about other shows. And the Q&A, should have mentioned, but you'll see it underneath anyway. Whoops, we should have said it. The Q&A is, what are your thoughts, predictions and feelings for the centenary? What do you want to happen? What yes. do you think will happen? Let us know. Let us know. Well. And but on yes, YouTube too. So there you go. Yeah, on YouTube and, and Twitter too. We haven't had a chance to read through YouTube, so we might try and revisit that later down the line, but we want to keep the recording yes. concise. Maybe we'll do something on Twitter this time, at Who's DW. Maybe we'll ask you guys ahead of time on Twitter yeah. what your predictions are for the centenary. And then Chris, we can retweet it and it'll get some really good interaction then. Follow us on Twitter, please. Please. Thank, thank you. Yeah, thank come you. on. Uh, but on yeah, that. thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you all next week with a new episode. Crispy, sign us off with a, with a little sign-off message. How are we going to end the episode? It's on you. Um, we are going to end this episode by saying, you know what? Series 2 was a bit of a mixed bag. You know what else is a mixed bag? What? Troy and I, but we, we get along just fine. Okay? And that's it. That's that, it. We're a mixed bag. What does that mean? Well, are we a normal bag? We're not a normal I bag. You, I, I called you ugly once, and you really took it to heart. Yeah, and you know what? I had to. That's I sarcasm. had to. I had to buy your merch. And now you look so much better. I look so much better yeah. with it. Just look buy, at that. Just buy the I mean, Virtual Life hoodie, and then you, you're sorted. You're sorted. It's actually very good. Yeah, it's actually very. Thank nice. you very much. You know, thank you. I pride um, myself in my merch. <laughs> Yes. Crazy yes. stuff. All right. Right. That's my that's my thoughts. Fantastic. Thanks very much. So the, the concluding thought is actually buy my merch. Thanks very much, everyone. We really appreciate mm-hmm. you all being here. <laughs> we'll see you all next week for talking about the centenary. Until then, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Have fun watching Doctor Who, which is what you're going to do all, all week until the next episode. It's what we always do. Correct. Exactly. Thank you all for hanging out. And we'll see you all next week. Alonzi. Alonzi, baby. Alonzi, baby.